This is the GPL Podcast, sponsored by Vintage Minnesota Hockey, your exclusive source for throwback Minnesota jerseys. Visit VintageMNHockey.com. Now, here's Hammy, Vigo, and your host, Jupiter. Good evening and welcome to the GPL podcast. Season's starting to wind down. The boys went out to Michigan State last weekend and Hammy, holy crap, another Jekyll and Hyde team, if you tell me. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I said that was going to yeah, happen. I know, but really? I mean, five zip? That well, was that path- I didn't expect. I'll give you that much. That but. was pathetic. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe they just kind of like uh, rested on their laurels a little bit from the night before, and the fact that Michigan had lost and given them a four-point lead. Maybe they just kind of no, no, I don't know, mentally took a break. I don't know. No I'm, I'm not saying it's okay. That was, I'm that just was saying that maybe awful, that... dude. I mean, kid, well, I are, are you kidding me? I mean, they've been doing this to us all year. These great, you know, good games, solid games, and then just crap games. I mean, you look at the Michigan when they came to town, or actually both Michigan series. One awful game, one great game. Uh, last weekend, you go you go and win four to two, solid win. The next night, five to zip. Give me a break. That was pathetic. Well, man, it's just been like you said, the story of the season. I mean, it's been one of those cases where they just don't have the consistency for one reason or another, and it just you know the effort. You know, I don't know if it's that or if it's the, the psychological standpoint. I don't know what it is, but they just have not been able to you know, string together a number of games where you're just like, okay, you know, maybe they're finding their groove finally. It's like and every every week we talk about it, it's and we talk about, well, what's gonna happen this weekend? It's like you're always reluctant to say it's gonna be a sweep because it's like <laughs> you just can't count on it, you know what I mean? Inconsistency, <clears throat> that's all it is. What do you think, Viggs? <laughs> just <laughs> added to the call, so he's I'm throwing, I'm throwing, him off, throwing a little loop for here. Yeah, Viggs had a hard time connecting, so I just thought I would throw it right to him, just to throw him into the fire. But Viggs, we were just talking about it here. Um, these inconsistent efforts on these weekends is just getting pathetic. I mean, they have one decent game, then they have one game they just fall apart. And you look at both, uh, you know, all four games with Michigan this year: good game, terrible game. Uh, Friday night, four-two win, solid victory, good going. Uh, Saturday. Blanked five to zip. That is just unacceptable. Well, it is unacceptable. You know, I think all the players are disappointed with how they performed that weekend. Uh, it, it's been tough this season for this team to have so many games where they've had to chase right away. Uh, fourth game in a row for them, giving up the first goal and having to battle back. Mm. And I don't think Shearhorn played his best game of the season. And so I think that made it even harder for them to, to rally out of it. And then the power play for the last month hasn't scored. So when you have those things going against you, it's hard to rally on a night when you just don't have it. Well, yeah, I think uh, Gopher State was saying that uh, they haven't scored since Hockey Day Minnesota on the power play. That's February 6th. Yeah, it's been a long time, and they, they look really stagnant out there. You know, they they do get set up, and, you know, that's one of the things with the Lucia power play is – you know, he wants that consistent look so that they can get pucks to the net. But right now, this team is just not creative. Uh, there's not a lot of energy on the power play. There's not traffic in front of the net. There's no two-on-ones being created. Um, so I think I know they're working on it a lot this week. I watched practice a little bit on Tuesday, and uh, they're, they're trying to, to infuse some of that creativity and some of that movement and energy, but it's all going to come down to whether they can do it during a game. Well, obviously, Friday night was a much better game. Uh, you know, obviously, they gave up the first goal, and it was a little more competitive. They got the empty netter at the end. Uh, what did you think about the Friday night game, Viggs? Um, I thought they, they didn't have their A game for that yeah. one either. Um, it wasn't a dominating performance by them. You know, they came out, um, gave up the early goal, and had to battle back. I thought they, they were fortunate that Shoehorn uh, played a good game on Friday. Um, he bailed out uh, the defenseman a couple times with some inopportune mm-hmm. pinches, leading to odd man rushes, um, a couple turnovers. Um, so I think they were fortunate to get the win on that. 
Well, regardless, obviously they had the terrible game Saturday night, but uh, wasn't a good time to lay an egg. But uh, Hammy, it did help that Michigan was swept by Ohio State in a home and home. Uh, I don't think anyone saw that coming. No, I mean, I I certainly didn't. I mean, Michigan's such a kind of potent team that you mm-hmm. just don't expect them to kind of have. You know, I mean, I, they do have their lapses, of course. I mean, it's not like they're a flawless team, but I, I was surprised. I, I didn't think that they would sweep Ohio State either, just because, as we mentioned last week, that is a, a rivalry um, series for them. I mean, you know, in all sports, they're a big rival with Ohio State. So, um, and plus being at a home and home, you kind of have to expect that there's going to be um, some points uh, spread out between the two teams. So, but I didn't expect a sweep by any means. So what that means, folks, is right now Minnesota's got 39 points. Michigan's got 35 points. Uh, I do believe that uh, Minnesota only needs to get two points on the entire weekend, and they will have wrapped up their fifth regular season title in a row, Viggs, and that's only been done one other time uh, by Boston University from 93 to 98. So, you know, we may rip on the team, but, and, you know, the conference may be down. It's still, you know, they, they won the last two years of the WCHA and is looking pretty good that they're going to win the first three years of the Big Ten. Well, you can only win the conference you get put into, <laughs> right, guys? Yeah, true. I, you know, obviously those last years of the WCHA, they, they won the league, but uh, I don't think they won a game at the final, final five those last few years, so that was pretty negative. Um, but I, I think the Big Ten, big thing for Minnesota this season has been their goaltending. You know, they yeah. lead the league in goals against, and I think that's probably the Achilles heel for Michigan. You know, Racine is just not playing with any confidence. We saw that mm-hmm. in the Saturday game against Minnesota. And you watch some of those highlights against Ohio State, and he is just rattled. So I think Michigan's got a big issue there, and, and Minnesota's been pretty steady for the most part with Shearhorn. Well, right now, Hammy, it's looking like I think we're almost, I don't know if we are mathematically eliminated, but uh, if they want to get to the tournament, they're going to have to win the Big Ten tournament. Well, I mean, that's been the mentality for me for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's because we just didn't play well. I mean, I know that pairwise can shake out and you can squeak in on the bubble, you know, depending on how you do in certain situations and again in the conference. But nonetheless, I just kind of felt like given how they performed outside of the conference this year, that they were pretty much going to have to be kicking some ass down the stretch in order to make it. And I mean, that's just kind of, and you know, let's face it nobody's really expecting this team, even if they make it, to really do any significant damage. So yep. if they're going to have any hope of going anywhere, you know, when it gets to be that time, they're going to have to start doing something down the stretch that's unexpected and, and really kind of rattle off some wins. But as we saw this last weekend, they just haven't been able to instill that kind of confidence uh, in the fan base and certainly even in themselves. And realistically, like you said, if they do get to the tournament – they're going to be facing uh, probably a St. Cloud or a or North Dakota right off the bat at the X. And uh, I hate to tell you folks, but those teams are much better than Minnesota. <laughs> well, you know, the one good thing is maybe that's the kind of thing that wakes you know the team up. I mean, I'm Could not be. saying it's going yeah. to rattle. You know, I'm not going to say it's going to rattle off anything you know of significance, but um, you know, maybe that's something, I mean, this team has the kind of talent where they, if they can rise up in any kind of a one game situation, especially, um, you know, Shearhorn has played well this year that they can beat teams. It's just, can they do it consistently, you know, one after the other, after the other, that's the thing that they haven't really proven to do. And I mean, Michigan is as potent as any uh, team in the country offensively. And, you know, we've beaten them a couple times. So you, it's not like they can't pull off victories against good teams. It's just that they haven't been able to do it, you know, on a consistent basis. Yeah, the consistency has definitely killed them. Um, well, we've got a bunch of uh, questions via Twitter, so let's uh, let's hit, hit up some of those. We've got Suffering Soda Fan <coughs> wants to know, what's the most encouraging development for, it looks like he's, I don't know if he's meant this year, but he says for 2016-17 other than Shearhorn. I mean, uh are things looking up for next year, Hammy? Well, I mean, I think that they'll have a couple of good defensive recruits to come in that are going to be, you know, getting playing time. So I think defensively they're going to be stronger. I mean, I, I, you know, they might lose somebody like Brodzinski, but I mean, I, you know, offensively he's good. I don't know. Defensively he's great. And um, But I think that the, the depth on defense is going to be, a, I think, better. So I think that that's something to look forward to. 
Um, certainly, I think that we've seen, I think a couple of the guys, you know, like uh, Sheehy and Novak have shown enough this year where I think that they're going to be uh, much more potent players as time goes along. And, you know, I really think that if you look at potential departures, you know, you know, Fashing is the big one that everybody wonders about, and I would probably think he's going to be gone. But other than that, you know, I think that a lot of the guys that you would expect to kind of contribute offensively will be back. So, I mean, I think that there's a lot to build on, but, um, you know, we just haven't seen that kind of consistency this year, and, and you just kind of hope that maybe some of these guys – uh, they're going to come back and be seniors. Are going to you know kind of look at that as their last shot to really do something and kind of be inspired. Viggs, anything to look forward to next year other than Cheerhorn? Well, I think getting Smatula into the lineup is going to mm-hmm. be a big bonus for this team. I think him and uh, Kluse could be pretty dynamic together. Um, definitely adding uh, Zulstorf and Lindgren to the blue line will be a plus. You know they'll have a little bit more depth there with guys who are. Um, more known for moving the puck and being great skaters. Um, I think the addition of Rem Pitlick could be good for this team. You know, he's been a big scorer in the USHL. Um, and, you know, as somebody whose development curve is definitely on the way up, um, I think Tyler Sheehy was a big surprise this season for, for how effective he was stepping in the lineup. He's one of those older freshmen. Um, and then I think Novak hasn't been the same since his concussion. So I think another year under his belt will definitely get him to, a chance to return to form. Okay, another question. We've got Mark Erickson wondering, uh, what's the timeline on Middlestead coming to the U? Hammy, take a stab at Middlestead? That's uh, uh, sort of <laughs> to be determined yet. I mean, well, you I know hear earlier, saying he wants earlier to in the year they were, the talk was that he, you know that he hadn't done enough to really legitimately accelerate, but now apparently you know he must have put in a lot of work here and last few months uh you know because it sounds like he does have had that as an opportunity i mean anybody who watched him at the state tournament you know obviously he's you know well proven on on the high school level and um you know i think that he's got enough skill and size that you know maybe he could accelerate and still be a pretty good contributor and plus you have to really think about the fact that he's going to be more than likely a pretty high first round pick um, and, and, you know, if you don't bring him in next year, maybe you only get him for a year. I mean, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't know when they get picked that high, you don't know when they're going to go. I mean, if you look at um, Besser with North Dakota, I mean, um, it wouldn't shock me at all if he's one and done. You know, he's had a really good year, and um, it wouldn't shock me in the least if he goes. So, I mean, when you get those guys, you kind of want to make sure you get them as much as you can and, um, you know, I think that he could contribute next year, but I, if he goes to the USHL, that's cool too. But I don't think that decision has been made yet. Thoughts on Middlestead Viggs? Uh, just I know a Youth Hockey Hub reported that he is still pursuing ex- the acceleration to, to get in next year, but uh, again, it's not certain. He's a 2017 draft eligible. You know, he's a late um, November birthday for '98, so um, he's not that much uh, younger than a guy like Ryan Lindgren. So. Uh, I think he's ready. I mean, you watch him play in that state tournament, and, and he's got the acceleration and, and the handle. And I think, you know, he plays well as a center. You know, he gets down below the dots in his own zone and, and plays all 200 feet. Okay. What else do we have here? Oh, Tim Hampton. Except, that, except he didn't uh, didn't please one GPL fan who was pretty critical of him after the state tournament championship game. I, I think they got beat by by depth. Yeah, I mean, when well, it came uh, down to it, they you know, you know they were rolling four lines and and Edenbury wasn't, and they just didn't have the gas. Don't you think? Yeah, he's what? a powder. He's a powder. He <laughs> didn't. He, he's bad sportsman. Blah blah blah. It's like, dude, he's seventeen. Just chill out. I mean, you know, like we all were perfect at seventeen. Hell, I was out drinking beers on the weekends and being a crazy man. You and know, this kid long much- hair, dude. That picture was awesome. I know. Well, yeah, I had the graduation photo. Then, that's for sure. So, but at the, in any case, the point is, is that he's an angel compared to a lot of kids. So, I mean, let's just kind of put it into perspective. <laughs> well, I think they got beat by goaltending. <clears throat> All that too. I thought yeah. the goal up goalie played really well, and I think that was the difference in the game. You know, Middleset created a lot of opportunities, but there weren't a lot of second shot opportunities. So, I think that was the difference. 
Kelly's Good Books wants to know what happened to Tarek Baker. <clears throat> Hammy? Uh, whose version do you want to believe? I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go there. There's so much bullshit with that. I don't know. I, I just, look, you know what? I, I think it's one of those cases where it's probably a little bit of a, you know, a frustration on their part because there wasn't any guarantees being given that he was for sure going to come in next year. Yeah. Um, if you've ever followed his stepdads, uh, you know, I mean, they're big Wisconsin fans in general, you know, sports fans and, um, you know, including Badger sports. And so I, I'm not shocked. To me, you have to be, look, I'm not going to mince my words here. You have to be a fucking idiot to want to go to Wisconsin right now with the Eves. <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, he's probably a shit can, but, uh, you know, to me, it's like, unless you're just dying to get your education there, which, you know, hey, that that's your reasoning, cool. But as far as hockey goes, what the frick would you want to go play there? I don't know, especially as a forward. I don't, to me, you got to have to have your head examined, but whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, we've got a bunch more uh, questions coming in via Twitter, but before we get to those, let's uh, hear from our sponsor. Vintage Minnesota Hockey wants you to take a step back in time and keep the memories of Minnesota hockey heritage alive forever. VintageMNHockey.com features history from around the entire state of Minnesota. One feature that I enjoy on a daily basis is the This Day in Minnesota Hockey History that is on their website. They have tons of info on what's happening on any particular day in Minnesota hockey history. Now, for those of you who want that brand new gold jersey that just came out this season for the Gophers, the one with the Minnesota emblem on the collar, Vintage has it for you. So make sure you visit the store and take a look at that jersey. They've just made it available within the last week. You can get it customized with your number, your name, however you want. And if you use the code GPL Podcast, you can get 10% off your order. So make sure you head over to the store and head over to VintageMNHockey.com. Okay, boys, I'm seeing a bunch more questions here, so let's get to it. Wow, it's a busy week. It is. That's just fine with me. Uh, Erickson, we heard from him on the middle step, but he also wants to know, does hanging two Big Ten banners salvage the season? You know, it looks like they're going to hang the regular season. Uh, If they want to make the tournament, they're going to have to win the playoff championship as well. Does that salvage the season, Viggs? Well, I think you know you had to temper your expectations going into this season. <laughs> True. They had so many new guys to come in the lineup. Um, Shearhorn was such a question mark and goal. I think them hanging a banner is a nice achievement. It's not what the Gopher fans expect every year, but this was just a weird year for how the team was developed. And if they can capitalize this weekend, I think it's an achievement. Any thoughts on that, Hammy? Well, I mean, I, I think it depends on when you're looking at it. I mean, right now, I don't think that many people would say, oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. this wonderful, awesome achievement or whatever. But as I said on GPL, I'd rather see them hanging banners because 10 years from now, 15 years from now, if you think people are going to be like, yeah, that banner, I don't know. I mean, the Big Ten was kind of shitty that year. It's like nobody talks like that 10 or 15 years <laughs> later. They might say, you know, it's not a national championship banner or whatever, but nonetheless, people don't tend to look back, you know, a decade or more later and say, ah, that, but that year they weren't, you know, the conference wasn't very good. They're just happy to see more banners and more years and, and more history and tradition. Um, that's what people tend to look at. And so to me, it's great. Obviously at this point in time, it hasn't been a great season. So you, you kind of have to kind of keep it in that perspective. All right, Luke Olson wants to know, better gopher badger moment, Ehrman penalty shot or Kessel goal at Madison? What do you think, Viggs? I just have to go with the Kessel goal at Madison. It was just <laughs> such a – it was like one of the first times you've seen a player do that kind of celebration for the gophers, and it just yep. you know, warmed the heart. <laughs> Take that, you stinking badgers! Yeah, that was the I, that was the, my first trip to Madison. Was that game? So I was I was fortunate to be there for that one, and I was actually at the the Ermin one too. The Ermin one was still pretty darn cool, though. I mean, we hadn't seen a penalty shot in ages, and the crowd was you know the Gophers had just gotten back in. I think they had just tied the game just before that, and it was quite the cool atmosphere. So, I, but I I think I'm with you, Viggs. I'd probably stick with Kessel. What do you think, Hammy? Which moment is well, your favorite? Or do you have a different one? 
No, I mean, I think uh, from a gopher arrogance standpoint, the Kessel one's real good because, <laughs> you know, you, you got that kind of trash talk in, in Madison, you know, being the Madison kid. I mean, you kind of got to like that. But then the Ermin goal was awesome. I mean, I, you know, the crowd was so loud after he scored, and it was kind of a key moment and, and everything. I, one of my personal favorite uh, memories when it comes to the Gophers is when they beat them in the uh, Final Five in Milwaukee. I think it was back in the mid '90s. Uh, Checo's overtime was, goal. Yep. That oh yeah. Checo. I think he got the uh, the pass from the defensive zone from I think it was Eric Rasmussen. Yep. Caught the pocket about around the red line, you know, in full stride, and kind of just threw it down to his stick and got in on the breakaway and scored the game winner and. Uh, you know that was uh, that was pretty sweet because I think that Badger team, if I remember correctly, they were really hot. They didn't have a great year that year, I don't think, but they were really hot at the time. And so the, you know they were a threat to actually make the NCAA's, and I think that ruined their season. You know, ruined their opportunity, knocked them out of their contention. So I mean, that was certainly you know in Wisconsin something that I remember uh, pretty fondly as well. But you know, there's a lot of good memories oh, over yeah. the years. Uh, we've had a lot of success against them, and um, it's been fun. Gopher State himself, Nate Wells, he likes the Tony Lucia diving tip-in or maybe the Nate Schmidt goal ahead goal. I mean, the Nate Schmidt goal was pretty darn cool, too. <laughs> yeah, that was the way, the way he saved it at the blue line and just bla- you know deked and blasted it, that was pretty darn cool. <laughs> and on the Schmidt goal, there's that classic Eve's reaction afterwards. You can find <laughs> it on YouTube where he's just like, you got to be kidding me. I can't. That just happened to me again. Well, obviously, the the Badgers are coming to town this weekend, guys. Uh, as we know, they are terrible. I mean, really bad. Um, does Eves make it past Thursday night of the Big Ten to tournament, guys? I don't know. Does Wisconsin I, really give a shit about hockey anymore? I, I mean, mean, I mean... I, yeah, I don't know if they'll play Thursday afternoon or Thursday night or whatever, but uh, it's uh, I don't think they're going to win that first game. And uh, will he have a job Friday morning? Who knows? I, I mean, I, I you know honestly, I just uh, you know, I to me, it's like they kind of make excuses. You know, it's like last year the fall guys were the assistants, and it's like, well. You know what's going to be an excuse if they do keep them this year? Is it like, oh well, we didn't give them the whole staff enough of a chance to, you know, make a, a dent in things? You know, well, the we were know. young excuse. You know, but I, I just like I said earlier, to me, any kid who just wants to join that, you know, disaster, I would be like, unless you're really dying for your degree to be from that school, it's like you're crazy. <laughs> I don't get it, but. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Well, let's let's just hope you know the Gophers sweep this weekend, earn their third in a row regular season championship, build some momentum going into the tournament. Because, like you said, uh, after this weekend, it's uh, you don't win the tournament, season's over because you're not going to get in any other way. So, who knows, boys? Who knows? What else do we have coming in on Twitter here? See a couple things. Tim Hapke Hapke wants to know, was anyone coming in next year that can help improve the power play? Well, I mean, it depends on, you know, (laughs) what's going to happen from a defensive standpoint. I mean, a couple defensemen that are coming in that, you know, have some more skill than, you know, some of these other guys. And so, like a Lindgren, I could see being on the power play unit. I mean, I don't know. I mean, obviously it's a long way off, and we don't know how – some of the freshmen are going to shake out, you know, once they come in. But um, that would be one of the things that would come immediately to mind is, you know, some of those, uh, the couple of those defensive guys that are able to kind of contribute right away. Um, And I'm sure that they'll get opportunities because it's not like we've been stellar in that department this year. And, um, you know, so that's one of the good things for those guys. And, you know, it, it also depends on, you know, what you know who's returning and you know what's going to be the top six and guys like Pitlick coming in and uh, we talked about Middlestead and you know if he was going to come in so I just you know we'll have to see but I think that um, there'll be more skill next year I think there's no doubt about that are you on mute again sorry I was (laughs) 
question from John Candles earlier today. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name, but uh, he's wondering is uh, how hot is the seat for Lucia? I mean, obviously this, you know, next season's his last year of his contract, but there's no AD right now. I mean, would they even think about doing anything? Uh, you know, I mean, that's like the million dollar question. I think we, that we've been talking about, I mean, no coach wants to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of come into a lame duck season, you know, and that's not going to help, you know, it doesn't help the program, frankly, you know, I mean, cause when you're out there recruiting, granted it might be a little bit different for you go for hockey because kids probably are picking the program as much as anything. I mean, they're not as, I think they're probably one of the few programs where it's more just about the overall situation as opposed to it just being coach driven. So I think it probably wouldn't hurt them quite like it might a lot of other places, but nonetheless, you still don't want a lame duck kind of situation. I don't know. To me, he hasn't earned any additional years. I mean, it's not like anybody's going to be convinced by this year that he's, you know, made, made a better case for more time. But I don't know until you know who the AD is and what their philosophy is. um, Who knows? I guess it would be safe to say, Viggs, that he, he might be on the hot seat with the fans, but it's just TBD with the with the administration. Yeah, I think it is a little, little bit, but at the same point, you know, they they win. They've uh, uh-huh. they sold out the building ticket wise. Uh, yeah. You know, he's not in charge of the scholarship seating. He's not in charge of raising ticket prices. You know, his players graduate. They've gone on to the NHL. Um, this year isn't what the fans expect, but he's he's done a pretty decent job, and I, I don't see any issue with them giving him an extension next year. Who? <laughs> That's just it. Well, I mean, I mean <laughs> well, and that also depends on you know when are they gonna you know hire somebody to take well, I mean, over the AD role. I mean, uh, they, if that happens to me, if that happens, you know, this spring, I could see a move being made. But if it's going to happen later than that, it's kind of like, do you really want to make any change that late in the you know the game? And I don't know. I mean. Well, they are making decisions. They gave John Anderson the extension as a baseball coach. They decided, you know, to let Patino get past his buyout date. You know, they hired Tracy Clays. You know, if it comes to a head and Lucia forces the situation, I think Kaler makes a decision. But I don't think well, that's something Lucia wants to be doing during the season. No. Well, to be fair, though, like with Patino, I mean, that was a financial decision as much as anything. I can't see the U throwing away, what was it, like $7.5 million? They, they had an option to get rid of him before that buyout kicked in. Well, whatever the case may be, I don't know. I I just think it's if it's something's going to happen, it's probably going to be booster-driven and some of the heavy hitters behind the scenes saying, look, we got to make it. You know, change. I don't mean the the guys talking to city pages. I mean just like the the new nannies of the world and whatever. That you know, if they don't feel like this is the right path to be taken, you know, and those are the guys that are really going to count when these decisions be are made. And there's no AD around, you know, to full time AD. So uh, I guess we'll see. Another question from Luke Olson, who's been tweeting us quite a bit tonight. Uh, how about for you, Viggs? Anyone from the the high school tournament this past weekend who uh, may have been under the radar for you? I thought uh, Tyler Jutte from uh, Farmington kind of stood out as a defenseman who might be uh, an option for Minnesota in the AA bracket. And then uh, Deb McCabe from St. Paul Academy, he had that, that great bar down goal um, in the tournament. I think he kind of showed up as a player to watch as well. Now, was that the first trip for St. Paul Academy? That was their their first trip at the Minnesota State from your League. alma mater. Yep. So it was it was nice to see the boys get there. Um, I know Matt Funk's done a great job with that program, and uh, they've got a group of kids there who are really talented and work hard. And uh, Deb McCabe is probably the the top player from that group. That's too bad you were sick. Didn't get to enjoy <laughs> the game very much, did you? Yeah, I got to watch it on TV, so, so that was a plus. <laughs> but uh, it was. Uh, I wish I could have been there. The the Hermantown game was uh, uh, a bit of a mismatch for any team in Class A, I think, this year. Oh, but the Hermantown Winers finally got their tournament victory. I mean, after 10 bajillion years of taking second place, they they finally get to win. Everyone gets to be happy. Now we got the, the people bitching, you know, move up to double A, move up to double A. Oh, jeez. 
and they can't next year because of the way the high school league does things. You know, it's a two-year cycle, so they're going to be in A again next year, and the team looks just as deep next year. <laughs> uh, Hammy, let's go with this one for you. Tim Hapke wants to know, do you think Jackson Nelson will make the U.S. Uh, national development team? Is he going to go back to school, or is he going to is he done with high school? Uh, I think it's probably pretty safe to say he's done all he can in the high school level, where he goes to school at least. I mean, I, I think I don't know if he'll make the USA team because, frankly, I don't have enough of a feel for what the national landscape is as far as you know the best forwards that are going to go into that tournament or that uh, tryout, I should say. Who has his uh, so uh, you- junior rights? Uh, is it Sioux Falls or something like that? I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I if uh, I don't know. Vigo will find it. He always one. finds things quick. <laughs> yeah, where's Minnesota State of Hockey? He usually does that stuff. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, let but me this see kid's here. a superstar, isn't he? Wasn't he only a sophomore <laughs> this year? Yeah, actually, I don't know if he's even been drafted. Maybe he has been. I don't know. He's. Uh, I thought he was just a sophomore in high school, wasn't he? I don't know if he's been direct. You know, off the top of my head, I don't know. But as far as if he's been USHL drafted, somebody probably will say something somewhere. But, um, you know, I think that he, he's pretty much – there's no reason for him to go back to where he's been. I mean, um, it's great to see guys have a lot of success, and you know, even if it's against weak competition. But to me, at some point, if you're going to be getting a scholarship, especially to a Big Ten school like the U of M, I mean, you got to start proving yourself against – higher competition when you start creeping into your like junior and senior years and um, he's not going to get that in high school where he's at so he needs to move on so this is why we broadcast live folks because we've already got gopher state nate wells telling us he's a 2000 so he doesn't get drafted until this year in the ushl yeah that's what i thought i mean that's why i was kind of like i don't know if he's been drafted so i kind of thought that in the first place but yeah i I just think he needs to move on, and if he needs, if he signs a tender somewhere or, or whatever, I mean, that would to me be a, you know, the wise move because going back and playing high school again after what he's already accomplished, it just seems like it'd be a wasted, you know, development year. Okay, boy, we've had a lot of questions tonight. I kind of enjoy that, and yes, he is a sophomore. Jeez, that is young. Is he a one Word. and done, Hammy? Is he a what? Is he a one and done? Uh, we're probably way too early for that. I mean, let's be honest. We saw <laughs> yeah. what Seth Ambrose was like, you know what I mean, back yeah, in the day. and That's true. <clears throat> you know, so you got to just wait and see how it kind of pans out a little bit more. And even with Ambrose, I mean, it's not like he had a crappy career in the USHL. He did pretty well when he was in that league. So even that's not necessarily a guarantee. But, you know, I think Nelson, I think he's a better player at the same stage. But... Nonetheless, that doesn't necessarily mean anything, so we'll just have to see how it pans out over time. Yeah, I think Nelson's got a little bit of work ahead of him. He's not going to be quite a one-on-done player. He's probably more like a Blake Wheeler-type player in his development path where he's going to need some time um, playing NCAA hockey to get where he needs to be. We're fine with that. We're more than fine with that. We can use these guys to last a little longer at the U. Or actually, when they get to the U, that they actually perform like we hope they do. Because obviously, we've had quite a few guys come in and just not quite get there. Well, you know, the thing for me, I've always been very skeptical about the the bigger players that, you know, dominate because of their size. And not mm-hmm. that that's Nelson completely, but I mean, I've always been real, you know, careful about going after those guys that are, you know, too early, like, you know, as 15, 16 year olds that clearly have a very healthy size advantage on their peers and so i've always been leery of going after those kinds of guys so you know it's kind of like be careful what you what you do in those situations <laughs> all right let's get back to the badgers coming to town Vigs, do the badgers have any hope to win a game this weekend i guess you never know what the way the gopher's been playing but uh the last time we played them we pretty much embarrassed them in madison yeah i think everything went right for me Minnesota that yeah. weekend. Uh, so you got to be cautious about that because Jurisac's been playing better, I think, for Wisconsin the last couple weeks. Um, Minnesota's power play has Brutal. been pretty ineffective <laughs> the last month. So those are reasons for concern coming in this weekend. I still think they get three points and, and win a conference title. Uh, I'm not confident enough to say they'll sweep, though. Do you think uh, 
Shearhorn play Saturday night if they win Friday night? No, I, I bet they give somebody else a look in that if 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 they get the title on Friday locked up. I mean, I believe Nate said that uh, they played all four goalies this year. Yeah, you don't see that happening too often in major <laughs> D1 sports. Oh, well, unless you're North Dakota and you're getting rid of goalies, but back in the old... I don't know. Four goalies is, I mean... Obviously, they were in uh, uh, reprieving Shearhorn when he's been a little shaky, though. I don't know if... I mean, did Lucia address that at all this, uh, this at media day yesterday, Viggs, about you know why he pulled him? Was it more to, for the team, or was it did he think he was having a shaky night? No, he just thought you know the first goal was kind of a soft one, and the third yeah. one was kind of a soft one. So you know the way the team was playing, there was no sense leaving him out there if he wasn't on his game. So they wanted to give a, another guy a look. So and as usual, you got uh, audio for us from Lucia, uh, Connor Riley, and Hudson Fashing, I believe, this week, right? Correct. That's good. Remember, we always put that at the end of the podcast. So uh, if you're listening live, too bad. You'll have to download it. That's just the way it is. Um, what else, Hammy? What are your thoughts on this weekend? Sweeper, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I think that they, I would kind of win both games. I don't, you don't have, they don't have the luxury of taking the foot off the gas, given mm-hmm. the fact that they haven't exactly been consistent. So to me, it's like, you put, you know, your your main guns out there both games. I don't really give a damn about clinching. It's like you got to, you know, build some consistency and try to build some momentum because, like we mentioned, if they're not going to win the Big Ten tournament, they're not going to be in the NCAAs. And even if they make the NCAAs, they got to, you know, have to have some kind of confidence and momentum. And so to me, you keep playing all your big guns, mm-hmm. you no know, matter if you do clinch that first night or not. Oh, one thing we haven't talked about, and speaking of big guns, is uh, old Dion Bristed got got the boot for uh, Saturday's game. I'm sure that's what caused them to lose five nothing. But uh, after going back and seeing what he did, it was probably deserved, huh, Vegs? Probably was be deserved, but you don't usually see those kind of suspensions handed down from the Big Ten. And you don't usually see it like a couple hours before the game either. Usually it would happen in the morning. Right, Lucia said he had no idea that the suspension was coming, and you know he doesn't even have his phone on him during the afternoons before games. And, uh, and I know he had to get track; they had to track him down to to let him know and, and get a hold of him. So I think it was kind of a surprise, and they had to juggle the lineup, and uh, they they juggled the lines right after the first couple shifts as well, and uh, they just never recovered. But you know, probably a dirty play. Uh, just surprising to see the suspension. Did you see it at all, Hammy, the replay of Leon's little stick work? I, I did not catch that, uh, so I cannot comment. But if it was, I'll take your word for it. If it was worth the uh, the suspension, then, you know, hey, I, I, we look at this stuff from other teams' perspectives. we got to hold our, our guys to the same standards. So um, I, I think if, most if people were just, you know, some people might have said, oh, it shouldn't have been called. I'm like, you know, it should have been called during the game, obviously. Um, and I don't have a problem with them coming back and looking at stuff like that and suspending guys either. I mean, I would actually prefer they do that. Mm. I think uh, it was just kind of the lateness and the day. Like you said, they couldn't get a hold of people. And uh, the fact that they didn't know until just a few hours before the game that he wasn't <laughs> going to be playing and they didn't had no idea it was even coming, I think that's where people had some problems with it. So, Truth. Yeah. All right, guys. Anything else? Or are we nope. good? <clears throat> I mean, it's not exactly like it's the, uh, you know, big big uh, series, you know, rivalry series, given how Wisconsin's been this year and last year. It's kind of hard to get, you know, super excited and jacked yeah. up for it. Wisconsin's got to get yeah. its shit together and so we can actually feel, you know, very passionate about this rivalry again. Because it's In the been, conference? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not like we don't enjoy beating them still, but it's just <laughs> not quite the same when they're, you know, as crappy as they've been. So, Well, we'll be back next week to recap the, the <laughs> what, what I'm going to call a sweep and another uh, Big Ten uh, regular season championship. Remember, you can always follow Hammy at Hammy Hockey on Twitter, Air at Vigo at EVigo on Twitter. We'll be back next week to recap that sweep because it's going to be a sweep. And we'll preview the Big Ten tournament. It's going to be do or die, folks. So just keep your fingers crossed. Until then, thanks for listening.
point of the season do you take a game like Saturday and kind of throw it away? Well, I mean, uh, yes and no. I mean, you, you, there continue to be learning lessons in, in games and throughout the season, and, and that's what you, you would want to do. Um, you know, there, there's good and bad. I mean, uh, you know, you're disappointed you don't win on Saturday, but you're happy, you know, you end up splitting on the road. And in the Big Ten, we ended up 7-3 on the road, which is which is pretty good. And, you know, we knew Michigan State was playing better, and uh, they certainly showed that than how they played this weekend and played more like a team I think we all expected them to be from their goaltender on out. They have a pretty veteran group. And, um, you know, the previous couple of years, we won and tied, and this time we won and lost. But, you know, I think this year we have more points against them than we did previous couple of years. So we put ourselves in a good spot. So now we come home and play our final home weekend. How do you guard against overconfidence or anything like that, knowing where Wisconsin is, knowing what your team needs to do to, to Well, I mean, I don't see how we can be overconfident about anything. Um, you know, we've proven that, you know, we can beat anybody and we've also proven that anybody can beat us. Uh, we certainly are a team with, with plenty of flaws, but when we, when we are on and, you know, we can, you know, we play a pretty good brand of hockey. Um, Wisconsin is a much improved team over the course of the season. They're not the same team as what they were a year ago. All you do is look at you know the shots are even this year. They're you know they're they're not they haven't been able to win on a consistent basis. But you know a lot of ties, one goal games, or you know just beat Penn State here the last weekend. So I mean with a young group, you, you see how they improve throughout the season. You know we were able to beat them a couple times handily in Madison. But for me that was just one of those weekends where everything went our way. We've all been in games and in, in our sport plenty of time. When if your goalie has a bad game, you really don't have much of a chance to win. That's just the way it is. And you know, uh, you struggle a little bit, especially on the Saturday when we were there. But he's had a nice. Jurisic has had a really nice freshman year for them. You know, coming in and, and uh, so for us, um, you know, we got to try to win a game. Obviously, and, uh, it's important to try to win the Big Ten. It's important for you know end year with the NCAAs where we're sitting squarely on the bubble. So the more we can do to help ourselves, the better off it is for us. But, you know, it's it's that point in time where you either do it or you don't. Are special teams more important this time of year? Um, only if you score on them, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, we've been very streaky in our, in our specialty teams, both our power play and penalty kill. Where, you know, it seems like we're either give up a couple on the penalty kill or we don't give up any for a few games. You know, all of a sudden, the power play, we haven't done a whole lot. We haven't had a lot of chances, you know, although we did on Saturday, but it was a little bit disruptive not not having Leon and having to move things around. But, you know, it's important. I mean, you, you want to be able to get a power play goal every night you play. It just it becomes more difficult to score five on five. And, uh, you know, if you get that power play goal, it can give you momentum. It makes your top end guys feel a little bit better about their game, too. When did you find out about Leon's suspension? Did it surprise uh, you at all? Yeah, I found out about uh, two o'clock Saturday afternoon. So it was. I think I had a text on my phone around a little afternoon. But by then we were at you know our meetings, and you know, normally I don't even look at my phone in the afternoon. It's on silent because I like take my afternoon nap. So I did look at it. And I saw a tech. I saw a note from Piotrowski, and so I followed up with a phone call. So I I did not have an inkling that that was what it was about. Uh, so he told me, and you know, he sent me the link of, uh, of what happened. I, I did not see it happen in the game, uh, so he made the decision that he couldn't play that game. You touched on not being overconfident or deserving not to be overconfident, but how much have you seen the guys regain their confidence over the last month or so? Well, I mean, it's, you know, we take a couple steps forward and take a step back. Take a couple steps forwards and take a step back. That's kind of how it's been throughout, throughout this season. Um, and so it's it's like anything. They'll come to work Monday through Thursday, and you you hope that uh, they play the way they can play on a Friday and Saturday night and, and get rewarded. Um, you know, we we've certainly had our fair share of ups and downs throughout the course of the season. But I, I give our guys credit that you know they've hung in there and put themselves in, in the position um, that we have this uh, uh, last weekend of the season. How much pride should the guys take, and even the guys dating several years back, and the fact that you potentially, if they get a win this weekend, continue the string of conference titles? Well, I mean, it's, I mean, we have a chance to, to win five in a row. I don't know when that last time that's happened. So, I mean, we talk about every year. The goal is to try to hang a banner, and you basically have three chances to, to hang a banner. So, uh, the more you can do that, the uh, the more you can feel good about yourself. Although, you know, we all want to be in the NCAA tournament, and that's that's the real focal point. But still. Um, to be able to look up in the rafters and say, you know what, I was a part of that, that that's that's important. You were the first WCHA coach to win three titles in a row. Now you're looking at potentially five if you win a game this weekend. What, is, what does that mean to you? Um, you know, consistency that our, our players have been able to 
bring it, um, you know, through you know a, a lot of different players, a lot of different teams, and, and uh, you know it's not easy to do. I mean, we've said it many times that uh, uh, even with this group, I mean, are we the most talented team in our league? I'm not sure we are, but yet we're in a position to do something. Now, whether we get it done or not, uh, we'll find out. But um, you know, I think as you look back to you know last year in the WCHA, that was important to save your part of the last one, and then. You know, in the first year in the Big Ten, and you know that it's all something brand new, and you you want to try to win that first one, and you just you know you want to keep winning as much as you possibly can because we all know I mean, winning never gets old, and, and being a part of a championship never gets old. Because treatments that there might not be any room for error. Um, you know, it's it's one game. I mean, at a time. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that any more stumbles, that you know, then we'll probably have to be in a situation to rely on, on trying to win the Big Ten the following weekend. But you know what? That's two weeks away. We're not going to worry about what's going to happen two weeks away. You know, I think we all, when the year begins, so you want to try to finish in the top two for seeding purposes and not have that play-in game on Thursday. Not that it matters a lot on Friday, but I, I think it can come into play on, on Saturday when it becomes a game three situation. You know, so uh, we've been, been able to do that, and you know, now we put ourselves in, in the position that we have uh, based on our Big Ten record to try to do something you know special this weekend. So. Senior weekend, and that's that's always a, a special day on Saturday night. So, you know, hopefully our guys can go with another banner. Any flashbacks for you to your first year at Colorado College, where you put yourself in good position to win the conference title, and yet you may have more work to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Ram's not playing, is he? <laughs> <laughs> There's a name. There's a name for the um, we'll worry about next weekend. Next weekend, you know, that that was a little bit different situation. Um, back a long time ago, 1993-94, and, and uh, because of some of the parameters, they, for whatever reason they had that year, they took them out, and if they wouldn't have had those, we would have been in, and, and uh, so, you know, all we can do is worry about this weekend, and we play Wisconsin, it's a rival, uh, we got to try to win a game on Friday night, and then move on to Saturday, and then, then the regular season's over, and, you know, may or may not come down to having to win two games the following weekend, but, you know, you don't win on Friday night, it's all a moot point uh, the following weekend, so... We'll worry about this week and get our preparation and then, you know, see what happens around the country to see the position you're in. But, you know, we need to we need to win games, and there's no question. With the number of uh, early goals coming up the past two weeks and the past month, is there an added emphasis to uh, getting one early and just playing a good Well, I mean, it, it, yeah, you put yourself, I mean, it's this day and age, you don't want to be chasing the game. And, you know, the last four games, we've given up the first goal. It's In some ways, it's surprising we've been able to go two and two in, in that situation. So, you know, some of them have just been some just clean you know, here you go, uh, giveaways. Nothing that the other teams, I think three of the four actually have been that way. And, you know, that's just kind of uncharacteristic. And, and some of them are just, nobody's within 20 feet of us and it just kind of dribbles off our stick and, and here you go. But um, that's, this time of the year, you, you can't give away goals like that. And that, I think that was the, the frustrating thing last Saturday is that, you know, I felt certainly a couple of the goals, we just, here you go on a silver platter and you just, you're going to get beat when you do that. When you look back to before Big Ten play, how unexpected is it to be in position like this with the chance to win the title? Well, um, you know, I, I think when the year began, everybody kind of pointed to Michigan rightfully so. It was, it was, it was deeply talented, and, you know, we knew Penn State was going to be better. We knew, I mean, I think we thought Michigan State was going to be, they fought for the crown the very last weekend and had a nucleus of their team coming back. But, you know, every year is a new year. I mean, you don't know how guys are going to respond. We knew we had a whole new turnover with a lot of different guys, and, that's hit home for me when we're at Michigan looking at 10 different guys in our lineup versus the, the Big Ten playoff uh, title game of the previous spring. But, you know, the guys have come along in some areas. I mean, we've uh, we've done some good things this year. We've had some disappointments this year, you know, but it's kind of been a year that I expected, to be honest, uh, with the ups and downs. But, you know, I'm proud of our guys that they've been able to uh, win the right games. We've, we've been fortunate to, to win four overtime games in the Big Ten um, to put us in the position that we're in today. Mikey's is under some fire at Wisconsin for what they've done the last two years. What's your relationship like with him? Do you talk to him at all this season? No, about? I mean, the, you know, Mike's kind of a private person, so I mean, he, he probably opens up a little bit more in the spring, uh, in the off season, than he does uh, during the season. So you, know, you don't you don't interact that much, and you know, that's probably a little bit different what what coaching's like today than maybe it was 20 years ago. I remember I was talking uh, talked to Suri last week, and he still remembers the story of uh, playing at the old Air Force Academy and. You know, I think we beat him on Friday night, and before the game on Saturday, my wife brings him a bag of chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> Those things don't happen right anymore. <laughs> it's, it's the age. Um, and, and
game. So, you know, that, that was a little bit of a throwback age away from Burton. You know, it's a little more congeniality or, or what I'm looking for, of, uh, uh, the interaction. Uh, today, it's a little bit more, you know, you're worried about your own program and trying to have your own success. Okay. Everyone healthy this weekend? Uh, yeah, yep, yeah, everybody's good to go. Eric's confidence okay after, you know, being lifted on Saturday? Yeah, I think that's fine. It was one of those games where, you know what, he probably just wasn't quite feeling it, and you're down 3 nothing, and, you know, you got more important games to go, and, you know, it was an opportunity to try to get Brock a game, and uh, so, you know, you're playing the odds a little bit at that point in time. You're, you're down 3 nothing. We're not the most high-scoring team, and, you know, why, why leave him in there if it's one of those games where maybe he's not quite on? Um, it's happened before, and usually every time, you know, he's bounced back, and Played really well. Fun weekend for you as a uh, former was at a hockey dad. You know what? Uh, it was interesting. I was at the um, uh, the regional final, and I was texting Mario, and uh, you know the scores, and you know they, they, I think that that he's because I, I give him grief sometimes because I was fortunate enough to play in the state tournament, and Tony was, and he did. <laughs> Even his nephew did at St. Cloud last year, so he, he, he gets a little needling. So he was he was pretty pumped that uh, Wise Dad was going, and I think that uh, he still mentions that's the one thing that really bothers him and his crew that they lost that game to Prairie in overtime in the regional final. But he was happy for Wise Dad. So I, I was really happy for Pat. You know, I'd, Pat, uh, I better be careful. I don't want to break an answer to Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, even that. How about that? I mean, I was going to text it. Well, no, I was going right. to tweet something, and it's like, uh, right, right, you can't do that. So, I mean, you can't. I mean, that's how this. It's I mean, so I, stupid. I mean, Pat played for me, and right. part of the national champion, so, wow. you know, we were happy. Can you call him? Or you oh, yeah, no, I text him. You just can't do it in public. Yeah, I can't do it in public. So, he recognizes him because of his prospects. Right. Uh, success. You can't do it. I, I text so same for another expo for Grand Rapids, for example. You could Pardon? Another expo for Grand Rapids, for example. You could yeah, I mean, I, no, I mean, I texted, you know, the coaches, you know, good luck, congratulations. It's, you know, yeah. I it's hard to believe it was 40 years ago, it was me. No. 1976. I looked at that picture. When, where, when, when did the Afro come on? <laughs> <laughs> I never had an Afro. Are you kidding me? That was probably Vicenzo, it wasn't me. Oh, my God. Well, you I didn't know. have one in 1976. What? You didn't have one in 1976? <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Not a little bit. Adam and I had haven't shaved in a while. <laughs> uh, did you just kind of take last Saturday's game and put it away? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we, we just got to move on. You know, it's tough. You know, games like that are definitely not what you, 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 know, you want going into a weekend. But, uh, you know, it happens. And, you know, sometimes, you know, bounces don't go your way. You don't play your best. And, you know, it, yeah, it's definitely not what you want. But we put it behind us. You know, we've looked at video. We've seen the mistakes we made. And, you know, we've kind of moved on. And, uh, you know, we're looking at Wisconsin uh, this weekend and trying to win a Big Ten championship. You guys kind of feel like maybe there's no room for error going forward. Excuse me. I mean, there's no room for error going forward. A loss against Wisconsin would be rough, and then maybe you do need to win the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think at this point of the year, uh, you know, we kind of we got to try to get that mindset out of us as best we can. Um, you know, we just got to play confident. Uh, you know, make sure we believe in ourselves, and you know, we just keep playing. You know, for the team. And I think that's one of the main focuses is for us is you know play for each other out there. You know, you make a mistake, you know, make sure you build that guy back up, and we get everybody back in line, and we you know we play together. Tom touched on how you guys maybe don't deserve to be overconfident against a team like Wisconsin, but how much has your confidence grown over the last month considering? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, no, no doubt we can't be overconfident, but I feel like we, we believe in ourselves as a team, and, you know, we, we do believe we can, we can win and we can do, you know, we can make a run here. And, uh, and I, I think, you know, we, we've had made some, we've had some tough losses this year, but I think we've also had some really good wins. And I think that, you know, that kind of shows the, the ability we have when we can come together and play as a team and play, you know, as, as five guys as a unit on the ice and not just individually. Uh, I think if we can sell out and, you know, really, you know, come together as a team, we can make it around here. It's the last weekend of Mariucci for the season. What yeah. does it mean for, for the team to end it on a good note? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, this was, uh, we started on a tough note with Vermont, you know, off the bat. So I guess uh, conversely we want to kind of finish it on a good note. And, you know, uh, we got to let the locker room remodel and all sorts of other stuff going on here. And so we really want to, um, you know, just finish off strong at home. And it means a lot to us as, you know, an organization. 
as an assistant captain, how do you make sure the guys don't get wrapped up in, in trying to get back at Wisconsin for the type of hits and kind of controversy you guys have had the last few meetings? Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, we got to focus in. Um, I mean, I think one of the things we can use to, to start to focus is uh, our ability to, to win a Big Ten. You know, I think that that's something we need to focus on. Uh, I think senior night is another thing we can use to just kind of, you know, play for our seniors, play for, you know, people that have, you know, put a lot into this program and given up a lot of their time and energy, you know, for us as a team. So I think we can use other things as kind of diversions to, to focus our attention. Power play needs to get going for you guys yeah. to be successful. What are you guys doing well and what do you need to work on? Yeah, yeah. Well, when, when our power play is doing well, we're moving, we're making plays. Uh, you know, when, when we're, we're out there with, you know, Kloos and Leon and those kind of guys, they need to be moving. We need to be having, you know, energy. I think some of our, our issues have kind of stem from just kind of being stagnant and, uh, you know, stationary on power play, you know, trying to be you know, we're fo so focused on trying to be set up that we kind of lose the creativity sometimes. So I think that if we can get that energy going, that, that can be uh, very helpful for us. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, we didn't play our best. I mean, we know that, but um, we got to move forward here and have a big weekend against an arch rival, which we're very excited about. And we had an opportunity to win a conference championship here, so that's, uh, that's our main focus this week. What's your level of confidence going into these two games against you know, a, a, a team that's at the, in the basement of the league right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, I think we're confident right now. I think we believe in our group, but we, we also understand and um, we fully got to realize that we have to play a certain way, like coach says, meaning we got to play hard and compete, and we all got to be working as a unit of five for us to be successful. So um, there isn't a lot of room for error. Like, for example, we can't be um, giving away costly goals or mistakes that we, that we have been at certain times, but um, we win when we're playing together and um, as a unit of five on the ice. So um, we're excited and confident going into this weekend. How unexpected is it to be in this position compared to where you were before Big Ten started? Um, obviously, coming in every year, you, you want to raise banners and win, and win a conference championship. And so, I honestly think we're in a pretty good spot having um, a chance to close out this weekend and raise a banner and, and do it for the guys in the locker room. And then after that's obviously the conference championship where um, it's obviously going to be a huge weekend. But we can't look too far ahead right now, and um, looking forward to uh, Friday. Is there is it an odd position to be in, knowing you know you're in a good position to win the conference title, and yet that might not be enough to get you into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, it, it is a unique situation, but um, we can't we can't focus on too many too much like that. For um, we got to focus on the day to day processes and where we are right now, and we still control our own our own destiny at this point. Um, we can still accomplish what we want to accomplish. It just comes down to doing it. What lessons did you learn from this past weekend with where uh, you guys were able to come back Friday, but you kind of just struggled Saturday, just threw out of it? Yeah. Um, well, we got to realize, we, like I said, we, we have to play as a unit of five, and so puck support has to be good. We have to be communicating. There has to be a lot of chatter on the bench, and you guys got to be playing with energy. So we realized the way we have to play in order to succeed. And um, Obviously, it's the end of the season now, so there's a time to do it and be consistent just right now because if not um, – we could, be, we, we could be done playing in two weeks or we could continue our season. So it's obviously a crucial time of the year. With how the team has kind of played in the first ten minutes, uh, giving up goals the past four and I think mm -hmm. six of the past seven, is there a little enough assist to come out and play strongly Friday and Saturday? Yeah, it's, it's one of the main talking points at every one of our meetings. The first ten minutes of the game sets a tone. We try to get around ten shots and not give up too much, but it's tough coming back when you're giving up a goal in the first ten minutes and it's not the way you want to start a game. So um, we definitely got to do a better job of that. Power play struggled to put mm -hmm. pucks in the net. What's been uh, positive for that group, and what are you guys still working on? Yeah, um, obviously, I feel like we've had a decent amount of chances. I don't think we've executed very well. We've, I don't know if we've had opposite on the back door, right in front, rebounds. It just comes down to finishing. I don't think think we've done a good job enough of that. And um, obviously, we have to have our power play going for us to keep succeeding moving on because special teams is, a, is huge so this time of the year. Defense special teams um, is, it comes on what, what wins you, what will win you games at this time of the year. So I think we got to start delivering pucks and finish when we have the chances. What challenges does Wisconsin bring? Um, they compete hard. They're, they're, they're a young group and um, you know they're always going to give their best effort for us just because we're rivals. So um, they shut it down well defensively, and they really clog up the neutral zone. So we're going to play with speed and pace this weekend, and I think we'll be okay. Uh, a couple of their guys have taken themselves out of the lineup with various hits against the Gophers. Mm -hmm. Is that in the back of your mind as you're going into this weekend? Um, not really. I mean, we know what's happened. Um, 
past yeah past few meetings actually, but it's not something we focus on. Um, if they're, they're going to be doing that, that's just the way it is. We just got to respond and worry about ourselves and move forward. So, how important is it to not buy into that? Considering you have the Big Ten tournament coming up, you can't get guys thrown yeah. in the mix. Yeah, we can't be can't be worried about taking personal personal liberties or anything like that. we got to be focused on the team and what we can do to be successful. If we're worried about getting guys back or from what, what has happened in the past, we're not going to do what we're supposed to do. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.